True. <laughs> we have to cut that out. We have to cut it out. Catherine, you can't say that. Sidetrack. So, <laughs> hello, sidetrackers. <laughs> I've been waiting a year and a half to say that. Hey, sidetrackers. Well, is that what they're called? I don't know. We should ask them. I haven't put out an episode because, as y'all know, I'm working on like doing the episodes like kind of all at once so I could release them regularly. And I'm working with new things according to the podcast. And that's why you haven't heard from me in a while. But there will be like two more episodes before the end of the year. Then, like, whole revamp, you're getting so many episodes, and they're really good. I promise. Oh, fuck, I just burped. I'm mortified. Okay. <laughs> Today, we have Catherine, my roommate, who's kind of already been on. We are on as a moderator, so that Mac- I, mean, I didn't like, cut Maxine's I, I dick like, off. I was, like, <laughs> drunk laughing in the corner and made, like, two comments. <laughs> you, no, you, you had some valid points, but you wouldn't know because you don't listen to the podcast. It's true. I don't listen to podcasts. I just can't. I get it. I totally get it. Um... But anyway, we're back and we we've had a lot of time together because we have Omicron transformer virus yep. in our bodies right now. The brain fog is pretty real. I've just done a lot of dumb shit. I can't get anything done. I have the focus of a goldfish, but I'm feeling like kind of fine. I don't know. I did feel like I was dying the first day. It's crazy yeah. cuz because before I tested positive, I felt fine and then literally I tested positive. And I don't know if it was, like... Psychosomatic? Yeah, like, psychosomatic. But, like, literally, things started going downhill almost immediately. Yeah. I mean, I started getting... Like, I mean, it was not psychosomatic, because I took my temperature, and my fever got really high, mm-hmm. and, like... I didn't know I was sick because I had pulled an all-nighter for my film final. So I just thought I was, like, having a reaction to that. And they were, like, so sure I didn't have it. They were like, oh, my God, you get sick all the time. And I was like, I know it's weird. Who's they? Who, how do they know? Like, the City MD peeps. Do they know you? I mean, low-key, that's basically my registered doctor, because I'm in and out of city MD, like OD. You know, I've been getting sick quite a bit. I once had to have my vagina examined by a man at the city MD. <laughs> so, um, let's talk about our love life, aka let's talk about your love life, because I don't want to talk about mine. Um, no, we're going to talk about yours, too. Where do you want to start? So, Catherine's been seeing this guy. I saw this guy once, which is what makes the story even weirder. Okay, I bet so I, you tell I hung tell out it. this guy with this guy once. Also, Catherine has a thing for older guys. Let's just put it out there. Yeah, okay. Finance bros. Murray kill ass. Finance. I've never... No, no, no. <laughs> finance bros, but not the ones... That, I'm not dating a damn analyst. Okay. Like, come on. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, only the shareholders continue. <laughs> <Okay>. Also, <laughs> not that old. Not men in, like, their 50s. No, no, no. Just older than her. A couple years older than me. Men who are not in college, pref- just like is, okay, yeah, is, yeah, is yeah. The baseline. Yeah. So I work at a bar. Very fun. Um, and this guy has come in like three or f- like probably like three times, and he always wants the same table, and he like flirts with me, and it was like cute and fun, and then like two weeks ago, and he like comes in ready with this n- folded up napkin in his hand with like a note that says adorable potential meet cute. Yeah, very cute. It was, like, Catherine slash Catherine, like, spelled two different ways because he wasn't sure, like, do you want to get a... C or K. Yeah, with a C or K. K woman. <laughs> it was, like, do you want to get a drink somewhere not at 
my place of employment. He's like cute. He fits the like. I, I mean, I didn't know anything about him. I didn't know what he did or how old he was. Yeah. I, just, I was like, he's cute. He's very tall. Old my enough. type. Gave him my number and we were texting. And it was really cute. And then we hug out. So we <laughs> <laughs> you hung out and it went great. It went. It went well. Like we hooked up. We didn't do much else, but like I was yeah, like, I wasn't yeah. like trying to do much else. I was just like I'm bored. Like Hello. like all like the whole apartment. Like you, me, Maxime, Ava. Like we've been talking. Like we're just like we need to hook up with someone. So yeah, I did that. It was fun. We all truly are only interested in very easy like hookups. And then a couple days later, got got COVID. So yeah, from me. Whatever. Sorry about that. It's okay. We we really don't know because no, liter- we don't. Know. Literally, everyone has it. Like I know, if I, I hadn't like gotten it from you, monkey. I would have gotten it somewhere else. Like yeah, everyone work. at work has it. So he's been texting me every day. It's been great. And then last night, Caroline and I are watching a movie, and he's and he adds me on Snapchat immediately. Red flag. Immediately, Red flag. my body tensed. I was like, Why are we on this app? I don't answer. Why are we on this app? When someone asks, says oh yo can i add you on snap immediately don't answer sometimes unless it was party zach i remember he's the only guy that ever asked for my snap that i was like dude you gotta not do that ever again and he was like i don't have instagram then ask for their number oh he said i didn't want to be so forward no when 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 redacted gave me the note i immediately just wrote my number down like i don't think it's too forward to ask for a number or give your number like no i don't think so this is how you reach me if you want to talk to me this is how you reach me i like don't open snapchat i don't have instagram notifications even on like if you want to reach me you got to text me so i see he added me on snapchat and i was like okay whatever but he was like yeah i've just been so bored like i never used that but i was like okay whatever and then he starts trying to sex me on it and you know what that's fine like some people went to that but i was just feeling really sick and we were watching a movie and i was just like not the time not like and you know that's not his fault i don't blame him at all for that okay yeah but like to me sexting it needs to like be led to yeah yeah you can't just like the conversation needs to flow in a sexual direction and then we get there well it didn't get anywhere because he sent something which first you left him on fucking red i left him on red that was last night this afternoon we haven't spoken since this afternoon i get another snapchat dick pic just oh, oh wait I, this is this is a detail i didn't tell you oh dear <laughs> it was in black and white <gasps> he put it in black no! and white no, i forgot not this part. the sepia <laughs> he put it in black and no. white and un-okay. <laughs> uh, it's almost as bad as an unsolicited now, demo like it's bad now here's the thing i don't that's not my thing if you like that, that's fine. But like the unsolicitedness, it was no. Like, also, especially after I left you on red last night after you For tried the initial sex. Me, like, like what were you thinking? Also, you're way too old to be acting this way. Is it like you're way too old to believe in filters? And on Snapchat, is it 2015? No. Are I, you 15? No, you're double that, babe. Like. <laughs> like really really we have a surprise for you side trackers he sent me another message on snapchat typed i don't know what it is we're gonna open it we're gonna open it right now too much oh my god he literally he literally just said too much with the monkeys like covering covering their eyes yeah okay i don't i don't even know i don't know i'll respond later i will respond i just don't know what to say yet should we formulate a response right now also i'm drinking literally just a cup of gin gin. (laughs) i'm drinking just a cup of gin like you're in a saloon i'm 21 caroline's never had alcohol before i feel like you can either say lol wasn't expecting it or we could just dodge the bullet right now. I mean, he's so old to be doing that. 
I know. It's also just like I feel like this has come up in media. I feel like if you're out of high school, you're too old to be I doing mean, that. Yeah, but especially in recent years, I feel like this has come up in media where it's like unsolicited dick pics are like not okay. Yeah. I feel like he should know. So you can ditch this the the specimen or you can, you know, see where it goes if it's worth it. Yeah, I know. I walked in when I when he sent it and I was like it's over, but like it's winter, it's hard out there, and I'm bored, and he lives less than a 10-minute walk, Dude, so these you, are all things we must consider. I understand. I'm thinking of that. It's winter, and we might go on lockdown again, and I am, like... And I can walk there faster than I can get to, like, literally almost anywhere. Wait, I have a question. Do you think I ruined it? Because, okay, so this is a part I didn't mention earlier, so we were supposed Nothing to... Nothing is ever your fault, Catherine. I just need to make that <laughs> Nothing is ever clear. my fault, and I'm perfect. Yeah. Um... So we were supposed to, like, we made a plan to go on an actual date to, like, go get drinks at a place. But he was like, do you want to meet up in my apartment first and have drinks? And then we obviously never made it anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Should I have should I have said no to that and been like, oh, I'll just meet you at the place? Like, like, is that, like, did that ruin it? I don't, it depends what you're looking for. <laughs> I don't, like, I'm not looking for anything, but, like. Like, if, I don't know, I wouldn't have. I try not to bring anyone to my apartment well, I only date men who live alone so that I have a place to go. 100% very smart. But you never have to sage your room. Oh, God. After a boy's left, I got to sage just fuck out of my room to, like, make sure I know it's mine again. But, see, if you are, act- it's like, let's not beat around the bush here. We just want to hook up. Sure, go to his apartment and be like, it's like the, you want to watch a movie, like, type of thing where no one wants to fucking watch a movie. Like, Oh, my God. Wait, that's the other thing. Side trackers. Listen oh to this. No. <laughs> After we hooked up, um, he was like, do you want to watch a movie? And I was like, sure. And he turned on, I don't even know what it was called, but it was terrible. It was That's... the worst movie. I was like, this is so alarming. I mean, you're, you're saying a lot of red flags. I know, Lots of but... cons. But again, winter is coming. I haven't said the green flag. No one cares about the green flags. <laughs> we only want to hate. But we're drinking the haterade. I think you just like have this man in your the palm of your I hand. I definitely have him in my grasp. And chill with it. I don't care enough to care, you know? I completely agree. Should we go into the questions? Yeah, let's go into the questions. Wait, it was just, that would just totally surprise me, though, because, like, ever, like, like when we were hanging out, like, he was a total gentleman. gentleman. I can't tell if I like gentlemen or I don't. I think I, your toxic trait is you like men who are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I would describe myself as old-fashioned, but maybe a more like I'm a little more old fat. Like I love a little chivalry. Yeah. I love a planned date. I, I think they should pay on the first date. I don't care what anyone else says. Oh, I think I agree. they should. I agree with that. I'm afraid that I reject chivalry sometimes because I'm afraid someone's not going to give it. Like there are a few times where I'll be like, I'll pay. And then I'm like, why the fuck did I fucking do that? And it's like a gut reflex, which is also this thing that I keep realizing I'm doing which is like not letting people fuck up. Like yeah. I keep okay. next time you go on a date, you need to pretend like you don't know what a bill is. They need to <laughs> they'll bring it out and you're like, "Oh, this little piece of paper." I was okay. um I was was hanging out with someone. It was clear that they were going to pay cuz they were like, "Oh, I'm paying." And I was like, "Okay." And then the bill came and they were like, I love that you didn't even look at it. You didn't even you didn't even pay any mind to it. They said that. Yeah, I think that's fucked up for even saying that. Like, a man a man should pay it and move on with his business. Like, you know, like I don't know. 
I could go on forever about it. That's like kind of backhanded. I don't like it's that. Oh, it's backhanded. Okay, that's anyway, so backhanded. Gonna, I do not this like is that. Why we're not talking about my love life? Because I will, my blood will boil. So. My blood will boil. I get so I get more angry over your love life than mine. Why? Do you have any thoughts on on my love life? I like. I don't. I think that like with redacted that. I love that you're referring to people as redacted. Because we don't need to cut shit out. I could just say redacted. With redacted, okay. <laughs> I think that with redacted, like... <laughs> oh, what I, what I remember saying... I remember the exact phrase I said last time we talked about this. You make excuses for him that he's not even making for himself. You're so quick to defend people who aren't even trying to defend themselves. Yeah. Like... That's what I'm saying. I'm not letting people fuck up, yeah, you know? You do, yeah, that's so true. You don't let people fuck up. You, like, immediately... I, like, you, try you, to prevent you, it. You, you, like, fix things for people when they don't deserve to have things fixed for them. Or I'll make it easy for them to, like, not fuck up. Something they just shouldn't have fucked up in the first place. Yeah. Let's go to When You Wear a Striped Sweater first. What do you think about content creators and artists and the growing overlap between the two? This is definitely more for you than Definitely me. more for me. Um... <laughs> I think the overlap is kind of stupid and that we should keep them super separate and that musicians shouldn't be forced to be content creators because music isn't content. It's just art. Can we also just say like the decline of YouTube? Yeah, YouTube is so bad now. Please put your energy into YouTube. I need you vloggers. Like I need you back. Like so bad these days. I never even open it anymore. I hope we have a Casey Neistat era soon. Do you think you could put a price on your art? Why and why not? Also, if you could, what do you think a fair price would be? Art in general, I think you can put a price on. The price of anything is whatever people are willing to pay. Yeah, I mean, that's, the, that's kind of exactly what I mean if you know your audience. What, that's what pe- if you know your, what your audience is willing to pay, like that's your price. But I think so often artists flop because they're catering to the wrong audience and like that's kind of something I've been focused on because I mean I learned in school like you can't pick your audience but you you can know your audience you might not be able to pick it but you can like figure it out and I think a lot of people don't know their audience and that's why their art their music kind of goes evaporates in the atmosphere um I think you can put a price on art and I think podcasts and specials are being undervalued and catalogs of music are being overvalued like a lot of older artists are selling their catalogs like bob dylan uh stevie nicks and i think the importance of that music is not it's not gone but it was important at the time it's peak importance is past yeah yeah art is important because of the time it exists in and all of those times have been passed so i just feel like art in general it actually musical catalogs are actually being bought for kind of too much money um to me which as a musician like kill me i guess for saying it but tbh that's how i feel however i think investing in art and i'm gonna start stealing your things so that when you die they're very valuable you know, you s- <laughs> you talk a lot about when I die, and I guess you are. I know I don't. No, it, it does just. I that's it, like literally the second time. One time I, I said mean, when you die, do you want your journals to be published? And I said yes, but I think you actually think I'm gonna die first, which like I also do think that. Avery said something. She, my Avery's my sister. She was like, "When you die," and I was like, "Wait, do you also think I'm gonna die first? And she said, "Yeah." 
<laughs> yeah, me too. My sister's older. Um, anyway, no, I want my I want my journals published because it's like I don't think there's anything embarrassing, and I also like I genuinely think I have a creative way of approaching documenting my life whether that be intelligent or dumb i think it's different uh why do we love nicole at a cosmic level why is she worth the monogamy um nicole we love nicole because she introduced me to the most amazing instagram filter (laughs) and and also because isaiah rashad she introduced us to and oh my god and what's her name jasmine rice jasmine rice Um, we also love Nicole because she's literally part of our family and, and we hope she moves it, in with us. And we hope she moves in with us. We hope Nicole moves in with us She so doesn't bad. even know. We haven't even talked to her that we want her to Nicole move Nicole doesn't in. know that she's about to pay, overpay <laughs> for a tiny room, but welcome, bitch. Welcome. Well- so Mans has his red receipts on and usually reads my things 10 minutes after I send them, but doesn't respond for another two hours usually. I'm always on my phone usually more than the average person. Am I just impatient or is that annoying? Do I say anything? I think if you have your red receipts on and you choose to respond much later and two hours to me is much later, you are trying to cause like to stir turmoil. A hundred percent. And you're trying to show that, oh, I'm too busy. Oh, I'm like, you know what? If he like, I think when a guy or I think when anyone like really cares, like if someone who really cares about me texts me, the second I see that notification, I'm typing. I really can't say the same. And I'm really bad about responding to text, but like if someone I don't I don't know, like I mean, no, no, sometimes I wait just cuz I can't think of a response. Sometimes people like sometimes people really like I want to give a good response so they'll wait, but like I think if they're doing that every single time it's annoying. It's just not it's nice. It's like it's annoying. I don't think I think you have to look at all of their other actions though i think that one thing is not enough to judge a person on i think like you should like you have to think about the other ways they treat you what else they do when they're around you what other things like how they speak to you all those things but a hundred percent okay is talking openly about how much money a person has a turnoff for you yeah I'm okay. Catherine and I are no. on, Catherine and I are on very different spectrums with this. I don't really want to know how much money you have. If you pulled the crazy rich Asians on me, I don't think I'd be mad. Like if I was dating this, I was well. Okay, who, no, who no, doesn't no. want a crazy rich Asian pulled on them? No, no, no. But like if I was dating someone and they just kept it a total secret that they yeah, were like that extremely make me mad either wealthy, like I would prefer that dating someone that has like obviously more money than me always makes me uncomfortable see like you don't have to like i don't need to know how much money you have or anything like that and i know like we i know i always make like jokes so i think like i'm like always like digging for money but like i'm truly not like i've gone on so many dates and like dated guys and i had no idea how much money they had and i don't care but like if i know they have a lot of much a lot more money than me that does not bother me at all it just kind of, like, I think it's also, like, again, like, this weird reaction to chivalry where I'm, like, please don't take care of me. But I also... Oh, because my reaction is, like, even if you don't have, like, I think you don't even need a lot of money, but I'm, like, please take care of me. I want to be taken care of in other ways, though. Like, it's not, like, I'm not a material person. I'm not, like, a... Which I say that, and I know a lot of people say that, but, like, I actually mean it. My love language is definitely, like, acts of service. 
that's a that's a big one for me. Well, my biggest is words of affirmation. You know what's interesting is I I didn't think words of affirmation was important to me. Being without it, like being in a relationship without any words of affirmation, is like fucking hard. It's so the it's worst. So difficult. No, I the first boy that I ever truly was like my boyfriend yeah. redacted. Redacted. <laughs> I had to like beg him to say something nice to me and it was the worst bro i i mean i and i will never do that, that again redacted yeah. no words of and i knew did we date the same redacted <laughs> do we do the same we'll never know um words of affirmation acts of service physical touch, physical touch quality time and gifts i would say that quality times last on my list not that i don't want to spend time with you but like yeah like I can do long distance. Like I don't need a hundred to be in your physical presence. Like no, I could do long distance too. I need to be fucking alone. Like all the I time. I think that's a big difference between men and women. I think that men struggle much more with long distance just because they value quality time, yeah. physical touch so much more than us. Yeah. Again, I being ver- without physical touch, I very, sucks. I very much value physical touch. Oh my god! It's if like, I'm why- not touched enough for a while, I start going crazy, bro. If you if you if you're not okay i'm gonna say something insane but if you haven't touched my butt did you forget it was sexy yeah like, like it's yeah making me upset the the lack of physical touch like drove me mad a little bit and also i think it comes from a toxic place i think if your only forms of affection with physical touch are sex are sex toxic Wait, this is literally a tangent i was just about to ask to go down because oh, let's do it do you ever like this is also making me realize so much this by is the way. this is a problem i've had with other people where with other guys where it's like you're scared to kiss them or touch them anyway because it feels like it has to lead to sex it's like why can't i just kiss you or touch you i know for, for that reason and it's like it's i like, know it's like if we're touching we're gonna have sex and some and so it's like i don't want to have sex right now so i'm not gonna kiss you or touch you and it like leads to a lack of intimacy and it's really annoying that's what i'm saying i think only being able to be physically affectionate during sex or hooking up comes from a fear of intimacy yep a hundred percent because you could be like really emotionally intimate with someone you don't plan on cuffing yeah and people don't get that like i shouldn't ever i feel like I've been with so many guys where I have to hold back my affection because they're going to think I'm, like, in love with them. Exactly. And it's like, no. Like, I'm affectionate like this to my friends. And, like, due to the fact that you and I have spent so much time together, like, I think we're friends now. Yeah. Also, the thing I miss about being, like, 14 was, like, you could just, like, make out. Like, like I could just, like, you could just, like, make out with a guy and that would be it and that was all it would have to yeah. be but now it's like if you're making out it's like now it's gonna be sex and like yeah. and some and you know sometimes you do want it but like sometimes you're like i like i, I just, just really, want to make out with like someone. i just want to kiss someone for like a little bit yeah and that's it yeah and, and i've told you this before but like i think about the best kiss i've ever had probably more than any other physical interaction i've ever had like the best make out the best kiss i've ever had was like so good um, next question next question what do i do to get someone to fall so deeply in love with me i think i think you know when you're trying to make someone fall in love with you i think you fully know i think you know what sides of yourself that you love the most i think you know what sides of yourself that you find most interesting i think you know that men are just dying for someone to be interesting and if 
when you know that you're interesting you hold all the power in the room that's so true you know and you really just once you psychoanalyze yourself enough and you have interests you have hobbies you like understand how much you're really bringing to the table i think understanding what you love about yourself and then like kind of just like showing off what you find most about yourself is the things that men start to fall in love with because along the way you start showing things that you didn't know other people would I think when you're truly vulnerable, you start showing things that you don't even realize yeah. are so lovable. Yeah, I think the the number one tip would be don't afraid to be vulnerable. It's also never truly going to happen until you're fully vulnerable. I've never been in love, so I don't know if I'm the best person to say, but men have been in love with me, so I guess I could talk about that. When someone was falling in love with me, I knew in this one moment that they were. And I felt it felt like the earth like turned a little faster. And, like, I knew it, and I remember, I was like, what did I do? I think it has so much to do with someone allowing themselves to see you in a different light. I think it has a lot to do with them and what they're ready for. Yeah. Rather than, Yeah, also, you know, yeah. Now, love, I don't know. Like, genuinely be busy. Like, don't play uh, hard to yes. get. Like, actually be hard to get. <sighs> Fill your time with stuff so that you don't have time to see them. That when you do have time to see them, it feels like you're doing something special for them. I don't know. Like, why are you trying to get someone to fall in love with you? Like, why aren't you trying to find someone to fall in love with? That's true. I think that if you're with the right person, you don't need to try it all. Agreed. One of my, like, 2021 resolutions was stop trying to get people to get you. Just find people that get you. Quit the pursuit of... being understood just find people who understand you because like you're so much more self-explanatory than you think you are Mm -hmm. you're so much more obviously lovable than you think you are i mean i always say this like love does not matter it's an uncemented feeling that is just as grounded as fleeting happiness and fleeting sadness love is one of the least important aspects of a healthy relationship a hundred percent and one of the least important sure it's fun to that when someone is in love with you it's a rush it's amazing but it only lasts so long and like them loving qualities about you is way better than the being in also i think people go when they're seeing someone or like if they're like in love with a friend or anything they spend so much time obsessing on does this person love me are they in love with me what do they think of me that they don't even really think stop to think like do i love them a hundred percent which i have been in as well i'm always oh yeah yeah you saw me i like, want people to be m- obsessed with me more than i care about caring about them random tangent but i'm like analyzing like all my past relationships and whatever ships situationships which are take up most of that um and i think like i was falling in love and i like wasn't allowed i felt not allowed i think i was and then i feel like i was like it was clear like i wasn't supposed to be yeah i totally felt the feeling and like he he kind of ruined the experience because like if i I felt safer i totally could and we had a life coach come to clive who talked about the creative phases of life and it's like in our brain chemistry that like we can't be creative or curious unless we feel safe that's true we can't pursue curiosity unless we feel safe and i think it's a very 
similar thing to love. I don't think you can really be falling in love if you don't feel safe with the person. I think that's why I've never been in love because I've never felt like 100% safe with someone. And I don't know if it's possible to feel 100% safe with someone. So maybe I'm setting the bar too high, but... For me personally, I have been in love before and like in the situation I just talked about, like I think I was falling in love, but I felt unsafe. I I think that's how I felt with Redacted from September. Yeah. Yeah. And then in my like time that I'm very sure about of being in love, like I, you know, the unsafety came a lot later, like years later, but at that time. Mm hmm especially because it was my best friend like you don't feel safer than when you're with your best friend and I think it was because we had such a foundation of being like best friends I felt so safe to fall in love and maybe that's why that's a thing maybe that's why people fall in love with their best friends because they've I'm in love with my best friend shout out Grace you're definitely not listening because you also (laughs) don't listen to podcasts but but maybe that's why people fall in love with their best friends because they have this foundation of safety. Yeah. No, that makes you know? sense. And you're really not best friends with someone who doesn't make you feel safe. No. It's really unnatural. Unfortunately, we accept it in our relationships, which makes no fucking sense. But you're not best friends with someone who makes you feel unsafe. If anything, you go to them for shelter when you <laughs> feel like the world is crumbling, you know? Yeah. So, of course, they're like these historic instances of like everyone falling in love with their best friend it completely makes sense oh i do need to make it clear to the pod after this conversation i'm very single me as well any eligible suitors i promise if you can't tell by my my voice i'm hot thank you um rosie said best and worst dates you've ever been on (laughs) oh i have the best best date story ever and i have the worst worst date ever do well i don't know if it's the worst worst date but i was having a terrible time and i was live texting you so you know all about <laughs> it <laughs> let's each do our worst date and then we'll do our best date so my worst date i already know i only need to say one thing i went on a date with a dj <laughs> okay that was mistake number one i met him at a club allegedly i don't remember any of this because obviously <laughs> i was drunk i don't remember what he looks like i received a text and he was like I was DJing at Redacted and <laughs> and he was like, you agreed to go on a date with me? And I was like, I guess I did. And so I met to meet up with him. First of all, I showed up. Li- I, sh- I always show up t- five to ten minutes late on purpose because I don't like being the first one to show up. I like I'm five minutes late to everything because I have anxiety about being early. Because I don't want to be first. I want you to be there. I want the table to be set up or whatever. Yeah. I show up five to ten minutes late. He's about thirty minutes late. Okay, so I'm so I Bloody. get us a table. I'm sitting there, and then I have to deal with the embarrassment when he finally arrives. Be like, oh, I got us a better table. We had to stand up and walk to some other balcony at this midtown bar. <laughs> you didn't tell me that. Midtown. I know. I know. I know. And then he was just like, he was just like such a douchebag. I don't remember that much of it because I definitely dragged myself into oblivion to numb the pain of it. But I don't think that I, I don't think he asked a single question about me. I could tell you a lot about him. So I've gone on a lot of really bad ones. Attention to everyone who asked me to go on a date. Also, I switched to vodka Red Bull. Legendary. Better choice. Um, please don't ask me to go on a date 
because you want me to ask good questions about you. That's such a common occurrence with you. You're always going oh, on a date to interview other God. men. God. Like, do you, I do this on a podcast? Do you think I'm like interviewing you to like be a like literally men just want to be asked about themselves. They never ask about me. I will say a lot of times it's people who have listened to the podcast before meeting me and then they kind of like don't know what to ask because they know so much about me or think like I was going on a date with someone I was like oh did you listen to my podcast and they were like I was going to and then I realized I didn't want to like know too much about you before meeting you so I didn't so I only listened to it a little bit I think there's still so much to learn about you oh my god I literally like there's barely talk about like, like yeah like there's I still, barely like, scratch the surface on the fucking podcast do you think like, I'm, it's, like even if they listen to every episode that's no excuse to not ask questions about you I know it's literally insane like so if you have no intention of asking me about my life and or talking about things that have nothing to do with either of our lives which is just like conversation like I please don't ask me on a date please like please 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 I don't fucking want to do it um because that's I there's four there are four that I can name post pod that men just talked like wanted me to ask them questions about is there a worst of the worst though so the worst of the worst is pre-pod ready this is the dark period of when i lived in boston and went to a full-on conservatory um crazy times and majored in experimental music at new england conservatory so hated boston by the way i went on a tinder date and he went to harvard he i don't know if he listens to the podcast but he went to harvard and was like into all these things i'm not gonna say he's a major because like maybe he listens i don't care First of all, lied about his height right off the bat. We were the same height. And I, you know, I'm blank, blank in boots. So we were the same height. Was just unclear about the place we were going to. We went to Cambridge. We went to a fucking Starbucks. Did not pay. We're talking. We're talking. Like, he's like totally pretending to be interested in literally anything I'm saying. Um, And I was like, oh, like, that's so interesting that you go to Harvard for blank. Like, and he was like, it's actually not a good program. I just go to Harvard for the name. Awesome. So, so great to hear it. Um, Very attractive. I fucking shit you not. I talked this man into getting back together with his ex-girlfriend on the date. Oh, my and God. And I think they're still together. Wait, why haven't I heard this? Yeah. No, we started talking. He was like, yeah, we're on a break, but I'm definitely not over it. And I was like, um. Then why are you on a date? Yeah, no, like, I, what? I basically played Brene Brown. I was his therapist and, like, kind of talked him into, like, reaching back out to her. And I think they got back together. So. That was a waste of your time. I remember he asked me to go back to his dorm and sat. We're getting a little, little oh sidetracked. God, it's fucking Harvard. But we're getting a little sidetracked. Um, But I was just like, if we didn't have good conversation, what makes you think the hookup's going to be good? yeah that's true it's really just not as good like if we had no emotional intimacy and no chemistry Um, i just don't think the hookup's gonna be that good like you're getting there's definitely fair points but like but if you start me off with an intellectual ick look i've dated i've i like hooked up with dumbasses i know but like there is something about them that's cool and fun and i'm like okay there's something there like i have totally 
hooked up with people who I find like I can barely stand but they still for some reason give me like I have a crush on you vibes and maybe it's also because I hook up with people I don't like because it's easier to be like deuces oh but, yeah oh I totally get that yeah like of course literally I didn't have about I never them. had a first boyfriend for so long because I was like so nervous about it I literally dated a guy that I have no interest in yeah like you know so so but you have some sort of chemistry yeah even if you don't like them like there is there are people that like i never loved but i've had such a vivid crush on them crush energy and like i could love you energy are super so different. different yeah but there's something so I've had crushes cool. on lots of people cool i'm remembering someone who like i had like such a insane crush on yeah and like i didn't even like them that much but the crush was so real i just wanted them to want me so badly there was something so mysterious about them and they were fucking stupid um best date okay you go first i have kind of like a like a sappy kind of one my best date is not sappy but okay yeah like i was thinking about this because i read this question before we started and like i think my best dates were um making breakfast with my ex-boyfriend which aren't technically dates but I think those are, like, my happiest. They kind of are dates. Like, having breakfast yeah. with someone is kind of like yeah. a date. No, I love having breakfast with Miss Yeah, Emily. and, like, like there are a few times that, like, I mean, we did that a lot. But, like, in the summertime, making breakfast in my downstairs, listening to a record, and just, like, vibing and eating outside in, like, the sunshine. Also, I've been really nostalgic for summer in general because I don't want to oh exist God, in too. the cold. I hate existing in the cold. But those are honestly like i think those are the best dates is when you like make breakfast together and just eat it and talk about like your day i think breakfast is my love language i'm not gonna lie that makes sense totally i mean you see the way i treat my friends like yeah. i love it when we all have breakfast together i yeah. eat it up you know but i'm never awake for i it. know <laughs> but like my mornings are like so important to me and letting someone into my mornings is like a pretty big deal yeah. and i think it's how i show my love you have to tell us about the best date because i'm gonna tell about the best date. you better leave that in bitch i don't care if he listens um wait let me think so much of my memory is clogged with bad bad memories yeah i got it okay i got it okay this is a very telling caroline story wow okay we weren't dating yet we used to walk around because like i had like a pretty hectic house and so did they and we would walk for hours and for some reason this was like the most humid spring of all time and the nights would be so humid and amazing and like i love humidity i'm like the only person who like lives for it um and also staten island is always three degrees warmer than the city and um we just walked around i remember listening to music just talking and then we went to like a deli and also what sidetrackers if you've never been to staten island what an interesting experience i think it's the most charming place i love staten island where i live is very charming i don't care about the rest but the places i've been i love i love 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 staten island i know and like it doesn't deserve the bad rap i love it it doesn't deserve the bad rap also pete's taking kim to like real 
dude if you wanted and to, i bet she's loving it it's yeah the place ever i i'm living for it i love staten island i can't <laughs> wait for my staten island covid christmas covid christmas oh i'm so excited and i've had my staten island thanksgiving and i'm ready for my staten island <laughs> christmas um, anyway so they go to a deli we go to one of the deli which shout out staten island delis that are open 24 hours and actually cheap versus west village that are open to like nine and a hundred dollars for a bacon Ridiculous. Um, and we go to Delhi and they, they grabbed a Coke and I was said, oh, that's funny. And they said, why? And I was like, it's like having a Coke with you. And they were like, I don't know what that means. And I was like, the poem, it's funny that you grabbed that cause we're going to go drink it and I'll be having a Coke with you. And they said, Caroline, I don't know what that means. And Caroline, I, I don't know yeah. what that means, to and be honest. <laughs> Please tell us. And it's like my favorite poem by Frank O'Hara, who's my favorite poet, since I was a little kid. We sit in like basically the childhood park that I like went to growing up by the train station. And we're sitting on this, this bench so much better than mine. with like b- like the old fashioned lamp lights that they still have in Staten Island by a tree and no one's there. And uh, we look it up and I'm they were like oh read it to me and i remember i was like if i read this to him i'm gonna be in love with him once i read this we're going to be together and it's done like this is gonna be a turning point and so i read it to them and it was like we dated like very that was like one of the the beginnings of us like actually falling in love so that's probably my best date you beat me. I did. You beat me. My maybe, th- wait, maybe as a little extra, I'll read the poem at the end of the podcast. No, read it now. Read it now. Mm. It, it's cute also because you don't get it. No, I get it. No, some of it, like, you get, but you don't get it literally. Like, I couldn't get it if I wasn't the person Here's the who thing. wrote it. I get it, but I only, I've only felt that way with friendships. I have, like, I, I think I actually, I say I've never been in love. I have been in love, but only in a friendship, like in a platonic way. Anyhow, mine is much less cute and sentimental. But if you're a material girl, here we go. So not only was this the best date, it was a first date. So I will say this was not like the first time I ever met this guy. We had mutual friends. We'd seen each other out before. Like, I, I, kn- I knew of him. And we were, like, friends. And we had texted. Like, like I had known this guy before. But our first date was 24 hours. It was, it was, not, it was not just a little date. It was a full-ass trip for 24 hours. We went to the Hamptons. How did it start? So he texted in the morning. He was like, do you want to go to the Hamptons? I originally was like, no, I can't go this weekend because I'm working on Sunday. He was like, okay, that's fine. Um, so we ended up meeting in Elizabeth Street Garden. He lived right above, he like his apartment overlooked Elizabeth Street Garden. Right. So we met up there. We like hung out there for a while. We'd already known each other, so we like knew each other pretty well. Um, and he was like, and I originally said no to going to the Hamptons because I had work later. Right. He was like, because because I was like, okay, that's like a full weekend trip. But he was like, we could just go for one night. I was like, wait, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we should go. So we went to his apartment. We had like a couple of glasses of wine. 
And then we were like, yeah, we should definitely go to the Hamptons for, for a night. <laughs> I pack my shit really quick. And then we literally just order an Uber and we drive two and a half hours to the Hamptons. The Hamptons. In the car, like we were just talking so much. It was so great. We get to this gorgeous house in the Hamptons. Go to dinner in Sag Harbor. I mean, a good date is good sex. 100%. We had a lot of good sex all night. But you have to tell the Garden of Eden story. I'm getting there. Okay. Okay, so we wake up the next morning it was just so crazy because we were like in this place where he grew up going to so cute so like he grew up going to this place in the hamptons in sag harbor like mm-hmm. we were at this fair i had never been there before and i always feel like when you're introducing someone to a part of your life the you sun know, it, it's like you know like that's something that's like kind of vulnerable to do totally. one thing i have to say about him is that he was never he was never afraid to introduce me to different people or different parts of his life. Yeah. So we were in the Hamptons. We were at Sag Harbor, and he was just like, we were like, he would like drive me around, and we were like holding hands in public, and he like knew these people, and we were just like walking around this fair, and it was just like this beautiful time. Everything just felt like peaceful. Mm-hmm. Or like. I think like we were talking, we were talking oh, about yes. safety earlier. We're, we've been talking about peace as well, peace and safety. And I was just like, there, there's no alarm bells ringing right now. Like I'm just having yes. a good time, and I feel safe, and I feel happy. And now we will get to the Garden of Eden. <laughs> so we go back to the beautiful house, and now this is no longer the. I mean, I guess it's all part of the first date because the first date. Yeah, was I mean, this is like a twenty-four hour experience. Hours. Yeah. Like, I just felt like, I guess maybe, maybe, like, I mean, he grew up going to this, like, he, he, like, has a house here, and he grew up going to this place, so maybe it was more familiar to him, but it literally felt like I was just, like, in this alternate universe that I don't know if I'll ever... I'm getting, like, like, the most Bridge to Terabithia vibes. Like, yeah, like, I don't know if I'll ever feel that way again, but I was just, like, I'm in this paradise, I'm in this euphoric, utopian universe that, like... I don't know and so we get back to the house and then we do have like the best sex I've ever had like I was tanning by the pool I was naked tanning by the pool in this beautiful house and then we smoke a little weed and let me tell you for all you weed smokers getting high and having sex might be the best thing ever we're like jumping in the trampoline we're like laughing whatever and then he literally like plucks a tomato from the garden because he they have like a garden of like fruits and vegetables or whatever (laughs) and he was like he was like literally taste this tomato like this is the freshest tomato we've ever had and i was like and i was high and i was like oh my god this is the best thing i've ever eaten in my life (laughs) and then we have sex in the grass and let me tell you your sex playlist will never match up to the playlist of the nature and the birds chirping in the Hamptons gardens. We were like in the gardens. The birds are chirping. The sun is shining. Some planes that flew over definitely saw it happening. So shout out to you guys. I hope you filmed it because I would actually love to see it because it was gorgeous. Like, you know, like in Call Me By Your Name, how the, like, the sound is so loud and vivid yeah. of, like, the birds chirping, and it just sounds yeah. like a gorgeous, beautiful summer. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounded like. And oh. so I'm waiting for someone to top that. Okay, I think we only have a few more questions. 
Um, most annoying type of person that goes to NYU. Short answer, me. Like, <laughs> no, you are far from the worst. <laughs> you go to the, you've only gone to like, I feel like you've only gone to the artsy parts. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't know the business boys. No, I only know the film parts and partly Clive. I was once in a class. It was not a business class, but like a business major was in the class. He wore a suit to class every single day Mm-mm. and was so up his own ass. I could not. Those are the worst. Is it bad to block your ex's new bitch? No, I don't think it's bad to block anybody. If that's what's best for you, block them immediately. Although I will say sometimes I think that blocking. I don't even know what's like the best way to say it's just like sometimes blocking even draws more attention to a certain issue. Mm -hmm. I think and this is my best tip if you're going through a breakup or whatever i think the best tip is to mute someone on instagram because then you don't have to go through the drama of they unfollowed me they blocked me they have no idea if you mute them they're out of your view but they have no idea i think that don't know that they're muted my friend yeah i know probably 50 percent oh i have people that i know i have so many people that are muted i've been on both ends so i've been the ex's new bitch basically where i've been blocked by the ex-girlfriend and completely unfollowed which i'm like okay whatever like and they were like oh i'm sure it's not personal she definitely just didn't want to see it and i'm like it still feels personal um but i feel so bad about me letting that ruin so many things and it caused like problems in our relationship and it like totally wasn't their fault like it wasn't anyone's fault except for mine and like they never brought their they never brought her up they never did yeah, like nothing like that's a tangent we need to fault. go on this is a problem we with will. social media like exactly. we are not meant to have this much this much access to people's lives like yeah if social media didn't exist you probably wouldn't ne- if, if he had never brought her up you wouldn't ne- like i mean you maybe have heard of her but like yeah it's not something that would be on the forefront of your life. yeah well i mean okay but but after that experience i was like caroline you cannot care about someone's ex. You now, now you have one, and now you have a bunch, and you cannot care. And like I did that again, and I like didn't care. Did not. I don't even know what they look like. I don't even know what the person, the last few people I've dated, their exes look like. I don't know. I don't care because it took so much away from it that I'm not doing that again. You know? Yeah, we do have too much access to people's personal life. I have really thought about. Look, I love my Instagram. And I love that, like, I actually am really easy to stalk. Like, all my milestones are, like, there. And I, like, have a journey I'm super proud of. But I have been, like, every, like, four months, I just, like, archive a bunch of posts. Yeah. I all of a sudden get really weird. Yeah, and I've I've heard of people talking about this. I think especially in New York City, it's difficult with the amount, just with the amount of people that are here and the amount of hot and successful people that are here it's like we're not meant to have this much access to people yeah no people like i think that's one of the biggest problems with dating in new york is that everyone knows everyone well everyone knows everyone but i think the biggest problem is that like this is the mecca for hot successful people yeah so there's always someone hotter and there's Mm -hmm. always someone more successful so it's like people will never fully commit to someone because it's like 
someone more hot yep. or more successful could always come along mm-hmm. and it like robs you of just like being happy where you are yeah because wait you, you can because can't y- say it better like you can't like you can always you always be able to find someone who's hotter or more successful mm-hmm. based on where you're like like you can always find that that's why i think new yorkers are so non-committal yeah you know because you're going out all the time meeting hot people and that's why and maybe like i don't think i don't know if anyone else does this on dating apps or not even on dating apps but once i start talking to someone even if i don't think it's gonna last very long or even if i don't like them i always try and just talk to them for the moment yeah like if it's like if i'm talking to you you're the person i'm talking to for the moment because like if i'm constantly thinking about like what other better things might come along yeah yeah, we're in new york something better might come along at any time for any like you can't think like that you can't think like that because you'll never have any because like, fulfilling you'll never you'll never find peace because there 100%. will always be a better option yeah Ugh. better ish but like ish, in terms yeah. of metrics but not in terms like is if you can find someone that you can emotionally connect with that's the most important um last question i have a whole bag of letters gifts things my ex gave me do i keep it or do i get rid of it I have a lot of love for them, but still seeing the things makes me sad as fuck. And I wish we were just together still. Okay. Can I say what I did? So I dated a very artsy person who made me a lot of stuff. And like, there's a lot of like photos, paintings, all the cards in the world that we had. So what I did, besides the Polaroids that are in you know books and stuff like that was i i took everything and put it in a shoebox duct taped the entire thing and told my mom hide it somewhere i'll never be able to find oh this is a question i have for a lot of us a lot of you side trackers because i know a lot of you (laughs) are born and raised new yorkers and still live in new york what is it like to live in a place in your 20s where you also grew up because i came here as a total alien and i like that i love being in a place where i don't know anyone this is totally new what is it like being here as a person figuring out your a new era a new era of your life in your early 20s but it's still the place that you grew up it makes it incredibly hard to separate who you were in high school and who you are now yeah and i think it literally contributes to like honestly body issues for me because i used to be in these literal streets like skinnier like people do not talk about the second puberty i know it's the 19 to 20 puberty it's the puberty there's like the puberty that happens when you get your first period and your boobs first grow when you're like 13 14 15 and then there's the second period in your early 20s where all of a sudden your body's like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get bigger yeah no 100 percent. yeah totally people don't talk about that which is like it's honestly such a struggle for me yeah like to to be an actual young adult like uh, oh my god yeah especially because my face doesn't like looks exactly the same as when i was in high school it's very hard for everything else to like kind of change and it's very hard to have existed here in high school and like i understand that everyone is having a really different experience than me in college Mm -hmm. because they're away they're making their new life and i'm just trying to like kind of like just be the be a per i don't know like i'm just like a person i'm not really trying on any other personalities 
like I see other people in college go through these phases and when I went to high school it felt like I was going away to college due to the fact that I only slept at home I was out from 8 a.m to and getting home at like 10 p.m so it felt like making a decision to go away Mm -hmm. you know and it felt like I took that jump at like 14 versus 18 but like you know I love New York City and it is a struggle to like separate my college self from my high school self but living in Manhattan is super different than living in Staten Island so it is super different um being in this apartment is really different but like the city's really small and That's sometimes the craziest thing I've learned the way people know each other from yeah the, like, Obviously, like, I'm not surprised when NYU people know NYU people are, like... But, like, sometimes the most random people I know. know each other that you know, and it's, like, how I know. is this place? No, the city is so small, and it kind of feels like there's... For me, personally, like, I'm running out of terrain to explore. Yeah. You know? And, like, I'm seeing... Especially because I just moved here, and I already feel like I'm, like, oh, everyone knows each other. I know, and I'm basically... Like, I've been here my whole life, you know? Like, I haven't lived in the city my whole life, but, like, I've been going to the city my whole life, and, like... Um, it's so weird to have classes with freshmen who are like getting the same like exploring rush in their brain that I got at like 14 and I feel like we're just on completely different wavelengths because this is my home and like I feel like I'm like I feel like kind of bad yeah. because I'm like I don't have that like like hunger of exploration yeah. because I feel like I've out outran it and you always kind of feel like you're running from ghosts. Yeah. I always kind of just feel the ghost of, like, old memories, you know? And, like, like I've... There are people that, like, have ruined locations for me. There are experiences that have, like, totally ruined locations for me. I, um talk to jordan about this like exact subject shout out jordan jordan he's literally the jordan. best everyone is in love with him hottest side tracker it. of all time jordan literally the hottest side tracker ever yeah shout out jordan <laughs> and like i was telling him i was like oh yeah you mean the haunted mcdonald's on essex which like i have a terrible even i know the haunted ter- mcdonald's yeah. on essex i have a terrible memory there and he was like honestly like vibes like that that mcdonald's like kind of sucks but anyway, like, it's things like that where, like, there's some stuff that, like, going there the first time as, like, a teenager with, like, out your parents and something bad happening there, like, immediately bad memory. Yeah. And, like, I recently, when I take someone somewhere for the first time, because I have, like, my spots, you know what I mean? Like, I have my Brooklyn spots, I got my Queen spots, like, even Staten Island spots, like, I'm, I will take you out if we're dating. Like, yeah. I will fully take you out especially if you're not from new york and i wait i'm also going to tell another story crazy story when i take people to like my spots i'm like they don't know that i'm gonna ruin this for them like they don't know i'm gonna ruin this place for them until they come back and i'm not there and they miss me yep and they're gonna be like, "Oh, Caroline took me here." And this when they I take their go n- again. Where? Elizabeth Street Garden. Oh, that's so. Well, I've had two people ruin that place for me. The first, it was like kind of ruined. I was like, "Why am I here again?" And now it's like double ruined. Now I'm like, I literally can't go here again. Oh shit! Oh, you know what's ruined for me? Um, even though I made better memories there, it's definitely still ruined. 
um this place called indie which is a coffee shop right at film at lincoln center which is like right around the corner from where i went to high school that place is totally ruined for me i don't know in conclusion it's weird but i love going to nyu i wouldn't want to not do college in new york me neither it's in i feel like it's so like there's literally a billion downsides i just read an article today about how nyu is the worst place to the worst college to go to in terms of paying off student debt i have one question to ask you okay i'm ready i'll ask you your question first and then you ask me a question okay. any questions you have for me okay what is your is question? it just me or are you hotter when you're sick i think i'm hotter when i'm sick no i'm a hot crier because though. oh i'm a hot i can make crying look hot yeah babe. but um my one question for you is what's the first thing you notice when a guy comes up to you and like flirts with you? That's a good question. However, I think I think that like literally in every aspect of how you think of a guy is so different based on the guy. Like what I notice first in every guy is different. What I the things I like in each relationship are so different. The things I like in sex are so di- like, like I don't have specific things. I mean, there are a couple things, but like, I don't have specific things that I like in a guy. That are consistent with each guy I've ever been with. It always depends on the guy themselves. It's which like I always noticed first what uh, this is so hard to explain. But like I always notice first what shines most in them, and that's different for every guy. Okay. For me, but I do always notice their hair. If you have a bad hair. haircut, I will always notice if you have a bad haircut. Okay, hair is very important for me as well. And smile. I'll always notice your smile. Guys don't smile enough. I like a guy who grins. Like a proper really? I grin. I like guys smile a lot. I feel like guys are smilier than girls are. I don't meet a lot of like smiley guys. Are always like, I'm fierce. But guys are just like, I'm a smiley little golden retriever. I guess. I don't... I guess I tr- attract different types of guys. But i notice body language if i don't like your body language like there's no going forward or i i i can like i feel like i can reenact it and obviously this is not a visual pod yet um so i can't do it where are the i'm sick where are the filmmakers when you need them i know for truly so hot yeah i'm on the verge of death with covid where are the filmmakers (laughs) i look so hot um but I there's a certain type of body language or ways do that I not look really hot right no, now. No, you do look so hot. It's 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 like I'm sorry, we have to discuss. It's like, hard I, to look at. Like I know? look really hot right now. Yeah, because I'm sick. That's yeah. just how it works with me. Sorry. Yeah. Um, there are things that guys will do that I'll literally be like insecure. Oh yeah, you can like always, you can always tell when a guy's insecure. Awkward. Didn't get enough love in high school. Yeah. Insecure. Like totally like reading people's body language. You know, you can really tell with body language if they're confident or not. You know, yeah. same thing in myself. I think reading your own body language is important too. Um, but I always notice when a guy is mirroring my body language, and I make an effort to not mirror my body language of a man, so that they. I feel like stay. I make an effort to mirror their. Body no, language. I make an effort not to, so that they know that I'm like only semi interested and not fully interested. When I am mirroring too much of someone's body language, I'm like, oh, I'm more into this than they are. I don't want to be more into it. I see. I always want to feel like I'm exactly as interested as they are. 
So I always mirror their like I always take the lead from them. So nope. if they're showing me body language, I'll mirror. I want to so be that we're on the no. exact equal same page. I want to be chased like you're running a marathon. I want to be chased like I don't. I mean, I want to be chased, but like, I want to be chased, and then I fucking like when a guy doesn't pay attention to me, I'm like, I don't feel like hot shit, yo. Like you know, like so I say I want one thing, I and, that, and I then, go for men that are but mean then to me. So it's always the ones where I met about, and then they end up chasing me. I'm like. Not you, jeez, not you. I like maybe I don't like a guy that is chasing me, but I do like a persistent person. I like a planner. I like someone who just says, "Hey, how what's your week look like?" Cuz that's how See, I treat my friends. You say that, but then the men you date are never like that. That's not the men, always the men you true. Date are like Um, by the way, also if you follow the meme account, thank you for supporting me on the meme account. The meme account is to bring attention to my podcast so you should also listen to the podcast and also like i go to school with so many people who follow the podcast account please say hello to me and be my friend because it's clear you like it's clear you like my memes but it is unclear that you um acknowledge my existence because you don't say hello to me and people at clive if you go to clive and you follow this account (laughs) and you don't pretend like not even pretend if you don't say hi to caroline and act like her best friend you're so, rude you're rude and i'm so disappointed in oh you. my that's all for sidetrack thank you for being on Catherine. love you so much bye sidetrackers <laughs> i'll Goodbye. see you next year give me money on patreon for christmas oh my God, thank I'll you i'll see you on patreon bye. no on anchor on anchor donate money to anchor or just venmo me as a christmas present to your my favorite venmo podcast is Catherine m cook <laughs>